Hello and welcome to PMQ Learning Outcome 3. In this session, we're going to be looking at the situational context of projects. In particular, we're going to be looking at how we differentiate between projects and business as usual. We'll be considering the differences between project, programme and portfolio management. We'll also look at the relationship between programmes, projects and strategic change. And we'll also describe situations where either programme or portfolio management may be appropriate. So let's start by thinking about the differences between projects and business as usual. Projects don't happen in a vacuum. Indeed, their immediate context is that, as is that of business as usual. So let's take a moment to think about how these environments differ. The project delivers a unique output or deliverable. For example, it may be aiming to deliver a new machine with the intention of increasing productivity. In BAU, that output is then used, and it's only after a period of operation that that new machine can actually realise its benefits by increasing productivity itself. A project is a temporary structure. It has a definite start and end date, unlike that of BAU, which is established and ongoing. Projects are inherently higher risk. That's due to the novelty factor. They're introducing new changes that often haven't been done before. Whereas BAU is much more routine. It already has established processes and procedures which mitigate operational risk. And it has things such as business continuity plan for guarding against some of those risks that may be slightly more significant, such as perhaps a power cut. And also in a project, the organisation is brought together of different people. It is temporary. They may not have worked together. For example, the project manager, sponsor and project team members may all not have worked together before. Whereas in business as usual, the teams are established. People understand each other's roles. They understand the reporting relationships and communication between these. We're now going to consider projects and project management. The APM describes a project as a unique transient endeavour undertaken to bring about change and achieve planned objectives. This might include examples such as building a house or a new IT system or some improved processes. They're all examples of specific changes that would have a start and an end date. Project management then is the use of different processes and methods, skills and knowledge to enable us to achieve those objectives. And why would we do that? It's so that we can have clarity that we will reach the end objective planned, that we'll apply practices that have been used before. For example, the processes that are typically used in any project include a starting process to ensure that there's clear justification for the project. There'll then be a planning or defining process where we set out the clear plans for how it needs to be resourced, what needs to be done, when does it need to be done, who's going to be doing it and how much will it cost. There'll then be a third phase which is normally a monitoring or controlling process and this is where we make sure that the forecasts we've set out are actually being delivered and the actuals are where we expect them to be. And then lastly, there'll be a closing and learning process. This is where we close out the project and we make sure that we pay off any new suppliers and make sure our documentation's archived. 
there'll also be a period of reflection, thinking about how we performed and making sure we can use this understanding in lessons learned. Many organisations will then put this together in a project management methodology that includes these best practices and processes so that they can be used again. And this enables consistent practices to happen and ensures that greater confidence for stakeholders that when we start on a project, we will actually finish it and deliver the benefits expected. So let's now compare that to a programme and programme management. A programme, like a project, is also unique and transient, but it's more strategic in nature. It brings together a group of complementary projects together with business as usual, to achieve beneficial change. A good example of this would be a merger or the international games or a high-speed rail link. Let's take the example of the international games a little further. If we think about the London 2012 Olympic Games, it was much more than just staging some games. It had a clear vision where it wanted to make sure it staged inspirational games where it captured the minds of young people and it also left a lasting legacy. Not only was it about staging the games, it was therefore also a huge construction and regeneration programme and it comprised of many different projects that were both technically and politically challenging. By having them in a programme, they were able to be coordinated so that the interdependencies between them were managed effectively. It also allows, by doing programme management, it allows you to manage resources and risks and change control at the higher picture level. This means that if one project needs resource and needs to be prioritised over another, the programme manager is able to do this. So programme management is all about the coordination of those activities, prioritising them and making sure that the right things and right actions are taken to deliver the project on time, the projects on time. Let's now drill into programmes and understand what they are in a little more detail. A programme may start with a clear vision of the end state, or it may emerge from a number of projects being brought together. For example, where one organisation maybe merges with another, or perhaps where a group of business improvement projects are brought together under one programme to drive greater efficiency and effectiveness. Where a vision exists, it's typically underpinned by a blueprint, and the blueprint details in, in great detail all the different aspects of the end-state organisation. This can then be broken down so that individual projects can be formed to deliver each component part. An example of one I've worked on previously was a financial transformation programme. The programme was broken down into three projects, one that focused on improving business processes, another that was around recruiting uh, staff for a shared service centre and defining the organisation structure for that shared service centre, and the third was around implementing a new finance system. So you can see here how they were brought together to create one programme of financial transformation. So let's think about the circumstances in which programme management might be appropriate. If you have a great number of projects that need to be coordinated to bring about a strategic change, programme management will provide a good framework for this, making sure that the interdependencies can be managed and that the beneficial change can be achieved. 
where there are a number of projects coming together to deliver one vision for change, program management again is likely to provide an appropriate framework. If there's high complexity with a lot of interdependencies between projects, then program management provides a good structure for governing this. It enables you to think about how resources need to be shared amongst these differing projects, how risk or change control could be managed at a higher level so you don't exceed your capacity for change or indeed your threshold for risk. And lastly, if a number of projects simply share a common resource pool, then programme management is a good structure for managing this. It makes sure the programme manager can direct resources to those of highest priority and makes sure that other projects can wait until the appropriate time. We're now going to consider portfolio management. Portfolio management is fundamentally different to programme and project management. Unlike these two, it is not concerned with the delivery of specific outputs outcomes or benefits, but rather can be seen as a mechanism for delivering business strategy. Portfolio management is therefore a coordinating structure that supports projects and programmes to deliver and remain aligned with, with strategic objectives while not exceeding resource constraints or indeed capacity for risk. At the same time, it will ensure that return on investment is always maximised. Let's now consider where portfolio management may be an appropriate governance structure to be used. There are a number of circumstances where it may be relevant. Perhaps you have a number of projects and programmes that need to be aligned to a particular strategic objective. Or maybe the resources required for various projects and programmes need to be managed and prioritised to ensure best utilisation and efficiency. It may be that a lot of projects have been poorly managed in the past and therefore portfolio management may make sure that these remain aligned and have the right disciplines in place. Specifically, portfolio management is a useful tool to enable you to manage a portfolio-wide view of risk and dependencies and scheduling so that an organisation does not exceed its capacity for change or its threshold for risk. And lastly, if there are many changing conditions that require a constant review and adjustment of projects and programmes, then portfolio management may well be the right tool for doing this. Importantly, if you were not to use portfolio management in these circumstances, you may find that valuable resources were being consumed for projects that actually should be terminated. You equally may find that you overcommit and that resources are overstretched, leading to stress or perhaps a drop in the quality of the work being delivered. And fundamentally, if you fail to use portfolio management in some of these circumstances, you may find that you're actually working on projects that are no longer aligned to your business strategy and don't add value to the organisation. We can see that the relationship between projects, programmes and portfolios is somewhat hierarchical. If we imagine a triangle, at the apex of the triangle is the enterprise-wide strategy. This sets out the business goals that the organisation hopes to achieve. Underneath this, you have the enterprise portfolio. The portfolio then 
is focused on identifying and selecting those strategic initiatives that will best align with the delivery of the overall objectives for the organisation. Within the portfolio may be a combination of programmes and projects. The programmes will be made up of a number of projects that together will bring about beneficial change. And within the, underneath the programmes will be any of the individual projects focused on specific outputs. In this way, you can see how each of the, the, the items roll up into the overall business strategy. Not all projects will always sit within a programme. Some will be too granular. And obviously it will also depend on the maturity of the organisation itself. So let's recap and think about the key words and activities that characterise projects, programmes and portfolios. Projects, therefore, are temporary and unique. They're associated with identifying specific project requirements, managing the stakeholders, completing the project scope and balancing this with any constraints the project may find. Programmes, on the other hand, whilst also unique, are more strategic in nature and are involved with the coordination of related projects to achieve a shared goal. The focus here is on coordination between the projects and management of interdependencies, and they enable that bigger picture view where you can manage risk and resources and change control at a higher level. Portfolio management is therefore about the collection of projects, programmes and business as usual to bring about strategic objectives. It's focused on the selection of the right programmes and projects, prioritisation of that work, optimisation of organisational costs and resources so you don't ex exceed your constraints and ultimately about maximising return on investment and ultimately organisational profit. Let's now bring this to life in a practical example. An organisation may have as its strategic goal and strategy that it wishes to increase market share by 30% in five years. And it will do this by developing new products and improving service to its customers. In its portfolio, it may have two programmes, a new product development programme and a service improvement programme. If we now focus on the service improvement programme, that may be made up of three projects. A project that focuses on process improvement, another that focuses on training of staff, and a third that is about improving the customer experience through the introduction of a new customer website. In this way, you can see how the project, program, portfolio align with each other and ultimately to the overarching strategic goal.